A young lady just fed me French vanilla ice cream, and we all got our toes out too. You are now going off with Rap Gurdigan Muse. We've got two brand new releases that need our attention. I mean, we had to fucking make a difficult choice too, because Doja Cat came out yeah. too. But as someone in the comment section said, that is what Kofi is for. If we exactly. don't get around to doing the the, the uh, Doja Cat album as a review. Someone can request it. That's how it works. Yeah, you and I came together and, you know, we had a meeting of the minds to really yes. determine, you know, what, what, what we should cover for this week. What's the most important? And after going, oh, hey, one of these albums is shorter. It's super short. It's an, like an EP. Well, let's go with that one for the second one. Uh, we've come up with our decision. <laughs> oh, one's like an hour? And the other one's 17 minutes? Case close. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Doja. I'm sure the album's great. I'll listen to it in my own time. But right. this time so it's Ski Mask's time to shine. Yeah, let's all step right up and get stepped up and check out Ski Mask's album. What was the name of this album again? Sin uh, City! Oh, right, Sin City! Yeah, I kind of forgot because it kind of has nothing to do with that. No. See, <laughs> last week it was Polo G... Um, based on your recommendation, because you remembered um, that he did really well in the in the double uh, XL freshman cipher, right? And as I spliced into the episode, I completely <laughs> forgot that I thought he did even better than you thought he did, and I completely <laughs> forgot. So this week, I wanted to recommend we look at Ski Mask because. We did an album of his from way back when, like a few years ago. You will regret. <laughs> I think that was it, yeah. And we didn't regret it, actually. <laughs> no, I didn't. I remember it being an exception to what my normal, I, I guess, opinion of that kind of genre or that kind of style of hip-hop. Like the hype boy genre, yeah. It was very just shouting a few words at you, not a lot of substance. It was all just a fucking vibe i was there for the beats and that was really about it and i liked his energy but this time uh it's a little different and i'm gonna say i didn't like it as much rc um <laughs> do i want to toss it over to you first i think i'm gonna toss it over to you first what were your thoughts on sin city you can lob it over here uh okay i'm gonna slow pitch it over our turn service yeah very verse track is a little underwhelming but it was just kind of like a okay it's just an intro you know like most of these tracks are short but when I saw that this one was short, I was like, well, but he normally has short songs. So I was like, okay, well, what's this one going to be about? You know what I mean? But he raps, but it's only like halfway through, I think. When I was listening to the intro and just saw it was called intro, I wasn't expecting much at all because it was an instrumental for so much of it. But the fucking beat was so goddamn menacing and chilling at first. I was like, ooh, this is fucking dark. This, this actually does kind of remind me of the album cover where it's just like, a weird montage of different scenes of, like, a crime movie going on and all of this. So I wasn't really expecting much, but I thought th what the verse we did get was um, was pretty solid and, oddly enough, ended up being one of my favorite cuts on the album. Really? Oh, <laughs> no. The, 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 it was one of my lessons just because it was just like, oh, nothing happened yet. Okay. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, that's a cool buildup, and then, like, but it's not like the lyrics were really continuing that menacing vibe, right? Like the first right. thing were like, seven minutes in heaven with my accountant. <laughs> like, what? That's, a, that's just a weird start off. We go from the intro to Dr. Seuss. This is one of my favorite tracks coming out of it. And I'm just going to say this right now. Unless there's information, I don't know, has 
absolutely fuck all to do with Dr. Seuss, right? I like, don't think it did either. Um, I was <laughs> looking for it because I listened to the album a couple times, so I was looking for it the second time. Right. But, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't pick up on it. I really disliked the whisper chorus on oh, this one. Oh, see. I, I didn't feel that. Mm, see, I see, I enjoyed it, and I think it's like it's one of those things. Like, if you enjoy the energy of that, like that's what carries you through the song. And if you don't like the, you know, hey, but little mama, let me whisper in here. You know, if yeah. you don't like the the yin yang flow, it's not for you. But I, I, I never, did enjoy I it because I, I felt I, I enjoyed how it like added to the energy of what was happening. And then like halfway through, he does it like with full voice and like energy. So there's that like switch up that's happening. You know what I mean? It did have a really up. sick beat, though. I'll definitely give it that. Yeah, yeah, for this sure, album, for sure. There is no shortage of sick as fuck beats. Oh shit, like, knocks all around. <laughs> fucking Matrix has goddamn the beat up oh, fucking my Lord. fucking Kenny beats coming through on Merlin's staff. Yo, like Kenny beat, yo, fuck man. <laughs> oh man, he, he always delivers. So when I fucking saw that name pop up, I knew I was in for a treat. So for sure. So like, admit it was mm. like you know it was like. I think it was like a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But it still bopped for me. Like, the hook was kind of like, you know, you just said, admit it, admit it, admit, admit it. it. I'm something admit like them admit indigenous it. to something like them amphibians. I, I didn't know that was supposed to be, but it was one of those things where it's just like, but I'm vibing to like the way he's saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I know this don't mean shit, but he said that really cool. <laughs> I don't think the words admit it really lend themselves well to this type of speedy delivery where you're just repeating it. Admit it. Admit it. Admit it. It just, I don't know. Like, I was okay with him repeating words infinitely on the last album, normally, because it was just, like, one word. But on here, admit it. Admit it. It just sounded weird. Maybe if there was, like, more in general happening in the song, it wouldn't be as much of a thing to be noted. Right? Like, you know, if you got a four-minute song and you say admit it, like, eight times, that's not as big of a deal. But if you got a a one-and-a-half-minute song and that's now taking up, like, a third of the song. That percentage, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, ultimately, admit it ended up being one of my lowest-rated tracks, actually. Mm. But... Another one of my highest rated tracks up next to The Matrix is what I come to Ski Mask for. This is the one that reminded me the most of the album we listened to last. And I feel like he knew that because right out the fucking gate, water! Water. (laughs) I was like, hey, this is going to be like that last album. Hey, hey, we're going to get some of that shit again. And it totally was like, yep, this is what I was fucking here for. Still not as strong as the tracks I th- I thought off that last album. Yeah, I get you on that, but I liked his speed rapping parts. Like I thought he did that pretty well. And, and that's what it is. Like he had like in in the last track as well. Like the hook wasn't as good, but I liked the energy in the verses with how he was saying what he was saying with the what what Mike Wazowski say we monsters either way, you know. Like, <laughs> I enjoy that energy, right? And and uh, on the Matrix, that's what he's like. Pumping it up to 11, right? I didn't really... I don't know how I feel about Ski Mask when he has these bloated verses. Like, so I feel like with Ski Mask, less is more for me. Like, you're cool with him being, if he wants to be, like, the hooky rapper, where it's like, oh, you're mainly here for the hook, and maybe there's, like, one verse in the middle, but then it's kind of about the hook. Like, that. that's his bread and butter, right? Like, as, as, Yeah. That's how he knows how to rip it up. 
Because when I look at a word wall of a verse and know that Ski Mask isn't really the strongest lyrics guy, so yeah. I see all of this text and I know that there's not really gonna be much interesting in there. You're just kind of like, eh, I'd much rather you just kind of, you know, giving me the hooks, giving me some fucking ad libs and just kind of letting the beat ride, which really does sound awful. It, it, it really does just sound like me saying, shut up, I want to hear the beat. But that's not the case, uh, even though especially on like on um on that track where the beat was so fucking good. But yeah, was another one of my lowest rated. Oh, worst. Yeah, I think this yeah. is one of the worst ones. It just, the first lyric was just like, your boy sharp like Snorlax claws, which felt like a line out of the Pokemon album we reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Like, it's such a weirdly specific thing. Like, no one's thinking about Snorlax's claws as being sharp specifically. Like, that's not even a Pokemon nerd thing. Like, <laughs> And you could go for these nerd uh, nerd bars, you know? And I think there are even some on his last album. That's what I kind of appreciated where like oh, he's yeah, doing yeah. this. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if I'm going to be referencing some nerdy shit because, yeah, you know. Ed, Ed and Eddie and fucking Pokemon or whatever the fuck he was just Right. I mean, look at the fucking album art. He's not one to be fucked with. Are you going to fucking call him out for referencing a cartoon? I don't think so. Um, especially when he's got the energy to back it up. We talked about Merlin Staff, fucking Kenny Beats, killing it. I didn't think the bars matched up. To the beat. Oh, I thought it was all right. I thought when he had that one line, he's like, "I'm gonna go like Mario driving a car." Lisa Simpson, Lisa Simpson, her head sharp. That means that brain she giving off smart. <laughs> that wasn't bad. He fucking goes back to this Mario Kart thing like two or three, tra- two or three times yeah, in that right. track, though. He's like Peach's cart. Like, all right, yeah, I was, we're gonna I was go like, through all of them. Yeah, why is he saying that? You didn't BB Mario, those. Metal Mario. All right, <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> Dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna show some uh, love to Waluigi, I'll let you get away with it. <laughs> Nobody else is. Of all people, it would be him. You know, it's what I come to him for. Yeah, you gotta show Waluigi some love. Um, uh, lost in time. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 sir. It's like I appreciate that he's wanted to do a little switch up. He you is know, switching me- it up. There's right. variety just the, here. Just the acoustic guitar. Let me just do that energy. Mm. But he was just so saying nothing in the yeah. song that it was more like a meditation than an actual song. Like, yeah. You just got these like ethereal moans of <laughs> yeah. of vocals and I don't know. Especially with the simple, the super simple beat. And yeah, yeah. like it's just like a... T- I, I don't know. That really wasn't giving me much to grab onto. Yeah, if there was more like going on musically in that song, and if he was like saying something that was just like I'm not saying it had to be deep, but just something that's just like interesting to hear as a phrase. But what he was saying was just kind of like, well, like uh, okay, I guess. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like yeah. And I thought uh, it was kind of underwhelming to to uh, round it out too. Like fire hazard, fire beat. I'll give it that, but. That was really about it oh, for now me. I like fire hazard. I like <laughs> that line. Now, we said that problematic. We subtract and turn it to a fraction. We love static. We just like the TV up in the attic. <laughs> 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 like he, you know, he's got some. He, he's got some fly. And then the hook. Now <laughs> your mileage may vary on how this hook goes, but again, it's his energy. You know, it's how he does it. You know. Oh, and that's what I like. Yeah, the way he cleared his throat. No, that was a good hook. He's like, oh. Uh, True story never told, because they want my gold, that they want my soul. 
Bitch is always in my house if I call my wrist cuffs because it's in a fishbowl. <clears throat> America Dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way to do the record. And I just started uh, binging through American Dad on Hulu. So it was kind oh. of. I just enjoyed that specific pop moment of just like, wait, what? He actually, <laughs> you know? And also just the fact of like, uh, as I've been watching the show, I like realized like Klaus on that show is basically the Meg of uh, American Dad. Oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> it, it, to, uh, as Klaus is to American Dad, Meg is to Family Guy, right? It's the character they don't really write for and don't really give a shit about. So it was just funny for this to hear this rapper specifically in the hook dropping uh, a reference to Klaus, the least cared about member, <laughs> you know, of the cast. So it was just, like, particularly funny. <laughs> you know, he'll have times where he, his voice just sounds, like, you can hear the texture of his voice and how he sounds like, oh, yeah, he just recorded this in one take and he's just saying it how the fuck he wants it in a weird way, right? Where he says like, this is H2O, but my feet like pesto or gecko gecko, play with kitty petco, mayor the city, dead 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 I can't even say it, right? Mayor the city, dead dead bulldogs on me, bitch, I'm back to the Just the way he said, like the energy with when you say it, like you just ride for it because you're just like, ah, yeah, fuck yeah. I feel shit. Like if you heard this at a club, you would turn up. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's why, yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. And, but then the last one, Mental Magneto, kind of ended with a with a meh, yeah. And you got a like a guitar based instrumental on this one. I don't know. Like I thought the bars were okay, but it didn't match the music. Like yeah. it was just it just clashed for me. So I hate to say it, but I got a two and a half for this. Yeah, I, I give it a three. Uh, there's like sufficient enough energy hype boy songs on here but yeah even for an ep it's like you know i gave it three so it's like it's halfway like to be yeah decent enough unfortunately and yeah yeah with with how short they are it's like if every song was like dynamite in that minute and a half it would be nothing but the fact that there's like lots of you know uh, uh raggedy parts on these not even minute and a half songs you know <laughs> like that's to its detriment most definitely, you know what I mean? But up next, we've got Tyler, the creator, with Call Me If You Get Lost. Call me if you love. <laughs> this is off the heels of Flower Boy and Igor. Oh, that's right. We did Odd Future uh, Tape 2 or whatever. Recently. Yeah, that's what we did. And okay. I think our takeaway from that was like, you know, clearly Tyler was the best person in the most focused one. <laughs> Tyler and, uh, fucking, oh, uh, Domo. Genesis? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I fucking popped when he showed up on here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was happy to see him and to not see Haji Beats. Oh, Lord. And to, I mean, Jasper was there for a second, but he was in the place where you would want Jasper to be. <laughs> and Frank was kind of there? Yeah. Kind but, uh, so, yeah, we reviewed Odd Future Album, and we did Cherry Bomb, Flower Boy, and Igor. So, yeah, we, mm. we, we've we got a pretty good chunk of, you know, this guy's sound as a musician over over the years, right? And it was we, It was after that turn, for the most part, because... <laughs> Odd Future Tape 2 is even after, like, Yonkers and Goblin, I think. Right. Like, that was, like, the predecessor to what we would see, where Tyler is still kind of an edgelord, but yeah. he's he's giving you quality shit. And then on mm. Cherry Bomb, that was where the changes started to 
started to uh, take yeah. place. Like, there was still definitely those Edgelord guy elements there, but, like, <clears throat> there was so much, uh, um, so much fucking Hans Zimmerisms as a, you know, him as a musician, like, advancing musically that you could, like, hear what he was doing, you know what I mean? And also, like, he was wearing a lot more of the Pharrell fluent influence on his sleeve, which, like, oh, yeah. he, he's very, like, clearly, like, sort of, like, I don't want to say A.B. because that feels more insulting to what he's doing, because, and I don't even hate it because I do love that Pharrell sound and I want more people to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. like, to organically discover that, like, oh, uh, Tyler likes Pharrell and wants to, like, emulate that sort of, like, uh, interesting, weird, breezy synth sound, like, okay, yes, more, please. <laughs> you know? And and, oh, man. I saw a tweet, and I don't remember what year it was from, but the al- the morning this album came out, Tyler retweeted it with an update saying um, that a goal of his was to was to make a uh, Gangsta Grills mixtape. <laughs> and he retweeted it and just put album asterisk. Because... This is essentially that. This is the dream, yeah. the dream come true. This is this childish Gambino moment, you know, where he gets to, where he gets to, you know, hire DJ Drama. Like, hey, say some weird shit on my albums. Yeah, this is, in however way you want to take this, really the definition of a vanity project. <laughs> oh, come on now. This is Tyler jerking off, which oh. isn't always a bad thing. Yeah, it's very rarely a bad thing. <laughs> It's just, we just got to call it what it is. <laughs> um, but you know what? I will say this, though. I want to go to bat for uh, your boy, DJ Drama, who who is... We basically got to say this is a Tyler, the Creator, and DJ Drama album. Yeah, featuring, just, it, he is the P. Diddy to this album. He However, needs top billing, yeah. It's not a DJ Khaled situation in which, I, in which because DJ Khaled has fucking catchphrases that he repeats 10, 10 11... Million times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. DJ Drama says continually says different outlandish shit with each track, and that's <laughs> yeah. so much of a more enjoyable energy. We're just like, what the fuck is he gonna say to hype him up this time? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what you want in the in the uh, host of your mixtape, you know? <laughs> yeah, that have to have some purpose. That would feel like, oh yeah, every song that I'm hearing, yo, he is the shit. Because listen to what fucking the dude before he he starts the verses saying, you know, like. <laughs> But I do like how, like, Tyler kind of takes it to, not necessarily, like, next, next level, but, like, the whole idea is, like, oh, we on vacation, we're going all around the world, and so all, all the, uh, you know, DJ drama, uh, you know, punch-ins are all about, like, you know, we getting fed French uh, vanilla ice cream while, while we dipping our toes in the sand in fucking Kosovo, you know, we're taking uh, Rolls Royces to go see alligators in Florida, like, <laughs> just, like yeah. one weirdly detailed thing after the next, and it's like, I enjoy that energy. I don't have a problem with someone being a rich douchebag in Flanagan. I just want to say that as someone who listens to rap music and can, <laughs> you know, also gets tired of, you know, when everyone just feels like they're just reading off the receipts of the shit they bought that day, right? Like, yeah. when you're fucking baby bird, man, like, that's the shit I don't <laughs> like, where it's just like, uh, bag full of every president that ever died. I spent 200000 on the McLaren. I spent, uh, $3 million on the house. I spent, uh, blah, blah. it's like, I don't care. I don't care. You just listen to all shit. But when you can have it be, like, a part of the fun that you're having and a part of the, the fucking rich, uh, uh, musical tapestry that's on this album, so it really does feel like, ah, uh, we are from Flying in luxury, you know, landing over this, uh, over calm seas, going to, you know, uh, the Barbados or some shit like that. Like, it really gives you that feeling with a lot of these tracks. And so, like, it's that level where it's just like, 
I get what he's doing here. This isn't just getting someone to scream just to scream. Like, no, he's trying to put you in a mood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think they do a really great job of setting that up right in the first fuck track. They mm. let you know exactly what this album is going to be. Um, this this this, pr- this presentation, the DJ drama, one-two punch of Sir Baudelaire and yes. Corso. Oh. He's Tyler the Creator, but you may call him Sir Baudelaire. <laughs> and then it comes up again in Corso, where, you know, um, also this, it, it comes up not as much the bunny hop alter yeah, ego yeah, or the, nickname. The, the doors that open. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just am... It's it's not even like a, I hate this. It's just like an, uh, like random pet peeve where it's just like you're not even bragging about the car. You're bragging about a specific function that the car has. Like you know when a, you ever see the Chevy with the butterfly doors? Something is a habit. Put it in the air. Something. And it's just like wait, you're not. It's like oh, what are you bragging about? You're bragging about, oh how cool the car is. No, I'm bragging about that the doors go up. It's not exactly a oh man, I'm so jelly. His doors go up. Like, you know, it's like I don't I don't care. <laughs> like so that's just how I feel about that. Um but yeah, on other tracks where he's, you know, flaunting his opulence and success, you know, it, it, it fits and also because he gives you like little things at certain key moments where he'll just be like yeah, this isn't really making me happy. And there's also this relationship that I really want to be in that's the actual reason that I'm, like, really sad and probably feeling like I need to buy these cars to feel better about myself. You know, to be like, I have some control. Look, I could buy this nice car. But, oh, the one person that I want, I can't have. And that is a theme throughout this album that you actually feel, right? Like, Mm. I'm I'm not saying he was directly going for this, but there, I got the personal feeling of, like, you're trying to show up Drake on the, uh, you know, uh, sad boy needs love and drive his sorrows and his riches you know what I'm saying like he's so doing that like Drake Angle but doing it at a believable clip you know what I mean yeah. like we're just like I, I believe that he actually like you know when, when you hear a Kanye West line where it's just like oh you know uh, uh, m- my friend showed me my kids report ca- showed me uh, his kids report car and all I could do was show him my new sports car no, <laughs> it's just like no. dude I know you're not really sad <laughs> like you know <laughs> um, but with Tyler like you get that feeling of like you know yeah I am you know enjoying my success doing good and god damn it this one person I hung out with was in this relationship and it was just bad timing I wanted to have it like fuck like as I listen to this up like I get every nuance of emotion he's going through even though it's like weaved in the tapestry of being about you know going on vacation around the world and honestly uh, a type of album that I would, I'm gonna say it uh, the world needs right now you know especially in hip hop we we need songs of uh, people telling motherfuckers hey man stamp your passport get get out and around the world man after this whole thing is over enjoy the fucking world <laughs> you know like so are you saying this whole this globetrotting expedition is this a is this a means of distraction for from the issues that might be plaguing Tyler, the you know um, the, the the riches, the the globe trotting, the, the constant uh, gallivanting, that this is to take his mind off the things he cannot have. Hey, I'm saying it's connected. I'm saying it's connected hey. in some way, goddammit. Because <laughs> you can feel, you can feel it in certain lyrics where it pops out. And you're just like. Oh, that that car that you bought really didn't make you feel better because you are so tied up in this person. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a step away from Igor because Igor was yeah. fucking emo, sad boy hours. Absolutely. And this is it's still kind of that, 
but it's definitely wrapped in a different package. The presentation yeah. is way more upbeat. He sounds a lot happier, like, as an actual yeah. person making this music. Like, of course, mm. you know, he makes the art, and he's got to talk about his emotions, and that's going to take you to, like, dark places. But, like, in general, like, there's one skit on here, and usually I don't like when, you know, someone does the Master P fucking, let me just advertise all the shit I'm doing uh, for the next minute. But, like, <laughs> the way he does it in that skit where he's just like, dude, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling great, my fucking skin is, you know, lo- looking good as fuck because I uh, moisturize, you know what I'm saying, uh, the golf wing uh, deal is doing well, we're doing movies, commercials, I just got off of this. And it's like, and, and you know, if you heard P. Diddy saying the same stuff, it'd be like, yeah, okay, shiny suit man, like, sure, I, but I don't fucking care. But, like, with him, it sounds like, I don't know, man, after, you know, like, all the albums I've heard of you sounded, like, so dark and unhappy, like, I, I'm proud of this moment right now, like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're okay, man. Because <laughs> I remember that last album, it really did sound like, man, can someone, like, go actually talk to Tyler and see if he's, like, doing okay? Like, is he, yeah. <laughs> is he cool? <laughs> you know, look at one song that was literally like, "Call me nine one one, please oh, call me fuck. sometime. <laughs> Someone please call yeah. me." <laughs> and it's just like, oh, like I get you're making a song, and oh, I just have to write how I'm feeling, but put it into a catchy beat. But like, no, I'm really hearing you don't sound happy. <laughs> but with this, like, he legit sounds like he's in a better place and is still thinking about that because it still affects him, right? The person that he is pining for, but it's it's wrapped in, like you said, that different package of like. Ah, but, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm not even thinking about that person. But the reason why I'm on vacation is to directly stop thinking about that person. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it gives you that energy the whole time. But it still, you know, flies you over the, the palm trees and shimmering sands with a lot of the instrumentation. Oh, my God. Just track one. The way this fucking song sounds. Like, I've talked, uh, we, we talked before about how, you know, uh, uh, Tyler will do this thing. And I liked it the most on Igor, but I feel like before it was like a thing where it's like, you know, he'll sample something and like, oh yeah, you hear the instrumentation and all this stuff, but he makes it sound weird and off-putting in a very specific way. Mm. Where it's like, oh, but this is the grimy, like gritty sound and shit. And for me, it's just like, you know, it's not that you can't do that in a certain capacity, like, you know, that I think that it's not that I don't think that you can do that to a certain capacity, but the way he did it always just felt like it was just like directly jaggedly interrupting like a good flow that he would have with certain things. And I feel like it would be like, ah, mm. are you doing that? Because that is your signature sound, so you have to like interrupt it and make it sound gringy and grungy, you know? But with this, he like lets it sound as beautiful and flowing free and fucking glorious as the beats are, are, are want to, you know? Like, the very first track, like I said, it, you could hear, you know, first you hear in this, I think it's like a guitar or something like that, and this little thing where it's just like, this could sound like a deeper, richer beat is gonna happen, but it could also just be kind of like, it could also rest on this little chord, but we're having fun here. But then when he starts rapping, you hear the classical music type woodwinds blowing in real smooth mm. as he's rapping. You're just like, holy shit. Like, you fucking want to relax in your chair. <laughs> he's just like, okay, take it away, Tyler. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this shit is fucking dope. And, uh, now, Corso, Corso, it gets a little fucking rougher and, you know, because cause he's like, all right, yo, this is real track, but we gotta fucking go hard on these bitches. Yeah. And, and this is the one that he made the music video for. And, honestly, I don't feel like this fits as a single more than the other songs on this album, because it doesn't really have, like, a hook, and it's just him kind of just going off, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, f- fuck what you think a single should be. <laughs> I like how this is the track where DJ Drama says, like, all right, I'll admit it. We've been playing with y'all. <laughs> like, there's only two tracks in. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, no, we're really about to go in. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like Lumberjack is when the album really, really starts for me. Not to say that the other tracks aren't. Great, because I think they're pretty strong too, but the first few tracks ended up getting the lowest ratings from me, 
I feel like, because, like, the first two tracks I feel like are good. Three and four, I want to like more. And I did not intend that to be a rhyme with the way I did that cadence like that. <laughs> but it was like, I would listen to the beats and be like, hmm, this beat's all right. And then I hear him rapping, it's like, mm, okay, it's okay. Uh, can't wait to hear the second verse. And then the second verse is someone else who is clearly not as good as Tyler, the creator. Like, yeah. Lemonhead with the 42 Doug. Get him mm. out of here. It's just saying, like, what is this? Like, you made good music and I can hear that you have a quality control thing within you. What is this thing where you're going like, yeah, I know this beat sounds great, but get someone who's barely saying anything on this track. I, I just got to ruin the, uh, you know, the presentation. Because he did the same thing with the fucking, um, what was that? Earthquake. An incredible track. Oh. And then two minutes in, everybody wrote. When everybody wrote. When everybody wrote. When everybody wrote. It's like, what? Huh? What? It's like, why are you keep I, doing this? I remember we got a comment that, that someone was like, dude, that fucking verse makes the song. It's like, I can barely understand what he's saying. Yeah. What are you talking about? Whatever. But like, yeah, what, what I would say is, um, this album is pretty strong consistently with the beats, but I think yeah. Tyler himself really fucking shows up on Lumberjack. Like, that was where it really grabbed my attention, because up to that point, I don't think any of the tracks were bad, uh, just kind of forgettable. Corso being a little bit of an exception, because I think Tyler does go pretty hard on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, the intro... It's all right for what it is in getting in like set, setting the tone right, and the vibe. The yeah. Uh, Lemonhead, like you said, you know. Wow, I rhymed that too. Um, <laughs> it was kind of whatever, especially when you got like Frank Ocean allegedly, and you could barely even really oh, tell. Right? Yeah. Um, what was your name? I like okay. the vibe and yeah, the singing chorus. Right. It's just two minutes. It it, it has such a gloriously sunshiny West Coast sounded beat uh, sampling an, uh, an H-Town song from like the 90s and but it like fit, it has that such perfect like oh man I can see this being a fucking Tupac song you know what I mean like oh you're fucking in the mood and it's like hey what's your day girlfriend what's your day like okay this song's about to be you know this is Tyler again he's getting his Drake on you know what I'm saying he's trying to <laughs> he try to outdo your boy but then he like he pulls a Napoleon Dynamite-esque sort of mood that is like, it, it's one of those, it's so corny, it wraps right back around to being like, oh, but this might be enduring, actually. Like, you know, with the way he starts the bar, and I think he actually said on, uh, on Twitter something like that, he's like, I wanted to come out with the corniest line I could think of. When he comes in, he's like, uh, you know, you hear this glorious beat, and it's fucking, it's doing basically 99.9% of the work for him, right? If you've got a beat <laughs> like this coming up with you, you know, anything you say is going to be hot, right? So it's just like, uh, you hear the beat going, and you, again, if you watch the music video, you know, you see him walking up to the girl, it's like, oh, what's he going to come up with? It's like, oh, you look malnourished. <laughs> Let's get some bread, <laughs> fry some egg yolk, and drown it in syrup. And it's like, what? Wait. <laughs> and it's like, but the beat is so good. It's so covering for him for you to yeah. like think about it for a, for a second of like, was that endearing or did it, was that insulting? Like, like you know how the Napoleon Dynamite. Well, if anyone fucking remembers Napoleon Dynamite, there's one <laughs> scene in the movie where, like, you know, he's talking to this girl that he's attracted to, and you know, he's trying to be like, you know, f- uh, trying to flatter her, right? And he's like. Hey, are you drinking two percent milk because you think you're fat? Because you know you don't have to. It's like you know, it's that sort of like I, uh, what? <laughs> oh, I, I guess that was being nice. What did you say? <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, only girls think they're fat drink that, and you don't need to, you know. It's like I, uh, do you, 
wait. <laughs> like, don't psychoanalyze me on first meeting me, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> don't like, try to psychology my shit. <laughs> right? Don't you ever try to psychology my shit. <laughs> you shut the fuck up, and you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. What is up? With these dope ass Wayne verses, <laughs> what did we do? When what Wayne did came we through, do? Wayne came through. <laughs> Wayne felt like he had to make up for that dog one. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. It really I already funny. forgot. As far as I, I just was... remember, he said dogs a lot. Yeah, oh, oh, my dogs. I, I, I turn him into Puppy Town because get it. I'm on the DMX album and I'm doing a guest verse. Gotta I... let the dogs out. Never let my dogs down. <laughs> yeah, like, Gotta let. Oh. Oh, the like the first joke anyone would have gone with, he went with it on <laughs> that verse. Oh God, yeah, I forgot it was the DMX album. But that album, fucking. That album came and went. Oh boy! For me, <laughs> in one ear, out the other. Holy shit! But um, the only things that stuck with me are that really shitty Wayne verse. Uh, so well, it, when it, Hot Wind Blows comes through, it's like, oh, this is it. Oh man! And what a, what a title representing what the song is about. The, the fucking ooh, those fucking breezy ass flute. It felt like a hot wind when you hear that fucking yeah. flute swaying all over the beat. Man, it's so incredible. Uh, and, and that's the one where <laughs> DJ Drama does that. We on a yacht, a young lady just rubbing friends for ice cream. We all got our toes out too. Call me if you lost. <laughs> it, really, it really does sound like he's like dropping communiques about like hints of where they are. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we're over here, uh, but we're only going to be here for like two more days, so you better get out. Hey, call me if you lost. <laughs> Massa is a solid yes. personal track. Solid, solid, uh, re- solid. Reflecting on the music that got Tyler to this point. It's basically a musical, what is it, like, last time on. Right. So if this is your first time listening to Tyler, this basically gets you up to date. Yeah, and I really appreciate it as, like, like the way he just goes so deep into into his story. And then, and then of course, you know, has some uh, good-ass fucking punchlines on top of it, right? Um, at the end... He goes like he says, uh, that "I'm grateful you niggas hateful. You eat at me. You got a plateful. You can't relate to these things I say in these instrumentals. Whether it's wealth talk or or the type of shit that's painful. I paint full pictures of my perspective on these drum breaks. Just for you to tell me it's not good from your lunch break. <laughs> 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 it is sort of like you know. I mean, th- there is always that like you know when someone's like trying to dunk on the haters on Reddit. It's always kind of like all right, but like the way he did it was like actually really funny. You know what I mean? To be like." <laughs> Like, yo, I'm doing this shit for real just to be like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> Run It Up featuring Tizo Touchdown. Um, really dope beat on this one. Right, and yeah. you get kind of a PSA from Tyler. Oh, I was just um, about to say, yeah, the aspirational lyrics that he's got for you. <laughs> just basically saying, like, if you've got an activity that you love, he wants you to keep doing it. He wants you to stick with it. Just, you know... Despite how well you're doing, as long as you're enjoying it and having fun, that's what counts. Like, I just saw a tweet that was a quote from fucking R.L. Stein from the fucking Goosebumps books. (laughs) Basically saying, like, people come up to him and ask for, you know, advice he would give to to young young, um, authors. And he's basically saying, like, I'm not going to tell you, 
you know, you got to write something every day. You got to fucking lock your kids in another room so you can have, you know, undivided attention and know what you're doing. Like, if you're having fun, you know, it's basically what I've always said about YouTube. Because, like, our channel or my channel or, like, whatever, the Refcoms channel mm. isn't the most successful, right? But mm. the, the shit we do and the shit we put out every week, like, I have a lot of fun doing it. So whenever someone's like, hey, what should I do? Is like, I'm, like, always like, don't expect <laughs> to fucking, you know. Do what you are already going to enjoy. Yeah, don't chase stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm with you on on, on the uh, on the spirit of what you're saying. But when you have that first lyric, the first word when he says, like, see, as a kid, I felt alienated by niggas who just, who looked just like me. You know what I'm saying? But niggas treated my nuance like it was a new sense. So I was like, fuck it, and I'm going to do what I want. And it was just so like a, that was so a thing you thought up to say for this interview. Like, that wasn't like a, but you're trying to make it sound like it was like a casual thing. Like, oh, I'm just casually dropping this phrase. They're treating my nuance like a nuisance. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you thought so long and hard about wanting to turn that into a phrase. You know, like, you tried to make fetch happen with that one. <laughs> like, I could tell, you know? <laughs> that was probably taken from his TED talk, where you hear, like, one guy in the back of the room. <laughs> Right. Like, ah, all right, it's going on the album. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, called. Uh, other than that one moment, yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed the energy of, like, everything that else that he was saying and really giving you that vibe of, like, yo, fucking do what you want. Like, it wasn't just like a, again, like, it could so easily be like a, hey, I've got my riches and millions and, yeah, do what you want too. Like, you hear lots of songs like that where it doesn't really sound, like, it sounds like they're enjoying their fame because, of course, it rewarded them, but they're not really giving a shit about you. But the song legitimately sounds like, just like, man, I am enjoying this shit so much do what the fuck you are enjoying like you hear that in the fucking lyrics where he says uh when you're in your room and you're staring at the ceiling dreaming i want you to know there's no ceilings i want you to notice that feeling i want you to leave and go for it i want you to reach with no fear and throat clear and screaming out let them hear it like just the way it built up with the lyrics of what he was saying was just like fuck yeah bro like i feel you like this is what the people need to hear you know then my favorite cut on the album <laughs> spoiler Manifesto featuring Damo Genesis, easily my favorite <laughs> cut. Tyler tackling the concepts of cancel culture and right. the Black Lives Matter movement in a very tasteful, yeah. uh, rational kind of way. Like yeah. saying he was canceled before people were getting canceled on Twitter. And he's trying to go out of his way to do the whole... Um, I forget who else said this. I remember seeing... Um, this tends to happen with female uh, pop singers where people are like, you know, you're setting a bad example for young girls everywhere. Whatever. Oh, right, of course. They look up to you and everything. It's like, it's not my job to be a role model for kids. But like, seriously, though, like Tyler's growth from the try hard, you know, very online persona from back yes. in the day to now, yes. it is an inspiration. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he can easily be a role model for people, even if he doesn't necessarily want to or see himself <laughs> as such. Like, right. kind of happened that way. Yeah, it's like because it's like so, you know, it's kind of a living example. Like, you can get out of the negative like attitude that you had before, and maybe discover more about yourself through doing that. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's one of those tracks that, like, you know, this could easily have gone the way of, like, the edge already, like, uh, people are too sensitive. The fucking Tom McDonald. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Get me to it. 
Yeah, uh, people are too sensitive these days, but the way I'm going to talk about it is in the way that clearly shows that I'm being very sensitive about these uh, <laughs> topics, you know? <laughs> Why do these uh, black people and, and, and people who are against abortion rights have to complain so much? Like, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, uh, 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 I, I think you think that you're not political, but you're very political, and you're just not that smart. <laughs> um, but when it comes to him, like, he actually lays it out in a way that gives the nuance to it, right? It's not a new sense. It is nuance you see uh, <laughs> no but the way he says it is fucking dope like uh he'll say uh he says like uh black black bodies hanging from trees i can't make sense of this hit some protests up retweeted positive messages donated some funds then went and caught me a necklace i'm probably a coon in your standards based on this evidence am i doing enough or not doing enough i'm trying to run with the baton but see my shoes in the mud i feel like anything i say dog i'm screwing it up so i just tell these black babies they should do what they want <laughs> and this is like the, i love that the Honesty, I guess, there's no other word of it. Like, the earnestness with which you're saying it, it's just like... Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people, right, that can come out and be like, I'm the black revolutionary guy, and you do this and say this. You know, or you could be the guy who's like, hey, man, you know, everyone lives their life, and I'm not telling you what to say, and I'm just living my... But he is, like, he's fighting that middle ground, right, of being like, look, I'm not acting like I'm some revolutionary who knows anything. I'm seeing what's happening, and I'm trying to do the best that I can, but maybe I'm not doing good enough. I don't know, but look, I'm just telling people to do what they want, because the issue is that black people are not allowed to do what they want so let me be a voice that's that's telling them the opposite of what society tells them how about right. that the, that's the role that i play and like I, I like that he lands there you know what i'm saying but i i still enjoy how he starts the song with the sort of like oh my god i heard some white girl telling me some white girl out there is like hey you need to speak about the black <laughs> you know he's still gotta he still gotta talk his shit you know <laughs> but my favorite track was the next oh. track sweet Slash, I thought you wanted to dance. Woo! The island vibes that I got from this track, and it, and it it, it, it it surprised me with it too. It didn't start with it. It was just like a minute, because the first uh, minute and a half is like the sweet song, right? And it's just like, oh man, you know, it, it's 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 very saccharine, you know. But it's just like again, you feel like he's earned it, you know. <laughs> like if not through the music you've listened to before, like through what he talks about on this album, right? You know, it'll be like, oh man, I'm just talking about someone who's so sweet and so awesome. And then like transitioning into the next song where it's just like, you know, I'm not a dance guy, but I made this dance song because I, th I thought that's what you would like. You know, it's so like hands in the pocket, you know, kicking a bit of dust, you know, next to you. You're like, oh, shucks. I just thought you'd like this, you know? And so like you get that feeling, you know what I mean? It's so fucking nice. Oh, and I think at one point you hear, what is it? You hear DJ Drama goes like, welcome to the dance hall. You know, it's like, <laughs> welcome to the, to the dance hall. Floor, you're like, yeah, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm with you. I thought the first half went on for a bit too. Yeah, long. it definitely went on to like for for a bit too. Like overall, the song could have been shorter. I mean, yeah, it's nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, hey, like a lot of the songs on this board have been like two minutes, so <laughs> he's overdue. <laughs> for me personally, even though I didn't hate either one, I thought you wanted to dance and Wilshire. I can't see myself listening to either of those all the way through. Again. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things, like, listening to Wilshire is just like, I am so, like, wow, you're really giving me a piece of your life and every verse. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I might never listen to this track ever again, but it's so, like, deeply enriched with, like, the layers of what they're giving you in the story and how he's feeling about the situation, right? Like, this is the 
this is the crux of the album that really lets you know, like, all right, let me, you know, put the lights down low and let's talk about what the what I've been really feeling this whole album, you know? So it's like, it, it's the heart of the album in that way, but yeah, I definitely get in the sense of like, the, oh yeah, let me hear about specifically Tyler's intricacies of his woes for six minutes. Yeah, that's not for everybody. But like, I do appreciate, you know, just him laying it out in such a way that's just like, because, you know, I sometimes think it's like, God damn it, I wouldn't write a song about, <laughs> you know, going this deep into what I was going, you know what I mean? Like, I sometimes yeah. think about this with artists where they like, you're going so deep into this shit and I appreciate it, but why are you doing this? Don't do this for me. <laughs> make, make up a story. Talk about a fake thing. Like, this hurts too much <laughs> to see you being this real, you know? <laughs> I think especially following R- Rise and Juggernaut, my second favorite cut on the album, featuring Lil Uzi Vert and Pharrell Williams. Um, it was a come down after that one, especially. I felt like, okay, so about Juggernaut, it, it was a, one that I wanted to like more. Like, the intro with how it started, it was like, oh, snap, this is so cool. And with the, the flow and how he's talking, like, I just got some fresh lemon with sugar, lemon, lemon, a lemon, lemon, it's called booger. Like, I just wanted to hear that flow keep going. I wanted to hear the lackadaisical, hey, mm. I'm doing my thing. And then he just coming up, I'm like, oh. All right, fine. All right, fine. <laughs> you know, and it's like <laughs> I get that. Uh, it's like, uh, well, are we gonna go back to it? No, it's okay. And, and then you know, like he had an okay. Like if it was like something incredible that came right afterwards, like fucking uh, you know, hearing uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, what's that one song? DNA. Yeah, where like the first half of the song starts another way, and then it switches up so weirdly that you're like, whoa, where are we going? You know, like. Yeah. But with this, it switched so soon for a beat that I was enjoying. I was like, oh. But, like, I felt slapped. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, why? <laughs> I'm never going to hear that beat on anything else ever again, only on that part. <laughs> why did you just want to hear 10 seconds? <laughs> and and then, like, Tyler's verse is cool, you know? But it, it, it's not worth the way I felt. <laughs> oh, they didn't I make up you. for it, you know? It's like, God damn you. But then on top of that, you had Lil Uzi Vert's verse, which I have to say, it was totally mid. It was such mm. mid, like, but then Pharrell fucking came through. <laughs> With these subtle fleas trying to double league, hornet trapped in the hive of a motherfucking bumblebee. They just got the closest picture of the fucking sun surface. That was us. Got the LaFerrari parked that bitch just for one purpose. Catching dust. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want a super expensive ass car just for it to be there. <laughs> like, that's a, that's how you fucking flex, you know? And the delivery and how he says it. It's just like, like, I'm cool with people flexing, but like, make it sound so cool that I wish I was you. You know what I mean? Um, and then uh, we can talk real quick about the, that little skit, Blessed, I think it was. No, it, it was, uh, yeah, there's two skits. There's the Blessed skit, and then the one about his mom, Mama Talk, yeah, where it's just, I just typed, holy shit, this is where he gets it from. Like, yeah. his mom holy was like, shit. no one fucks with my kid. Uh, oh, there's some bitch-ass kid that came uh, up to me that fucked with my, or, or like, my kid had told me that some, uh, some kid fucked my kid. I fucked that kid up. <laughs> I am not afraid. I will hit a child. That's exactly how my mom was. Like, <laughs> she she would fucking, like, when we would, like, line up for school in the morning, because we'd all be there, we'd all be getting dropped off by our parents, we'd all be in that one spot. There would be times where I would have told her, like, oh, this kid did something, whatever, and she would walk the fuck up in there and just, like, go up to the kid's face Yo. and fucking chew this kid out. Like... Hey, what you doing that for? <laughs> <laughs> it really was like a, 
It was like a, I don't even know what you would call that, like a reputation by proxy, like people didn't want to fuck with me, not because they knew I'd fight back, but because they were scared of my mom. Right. <laughs> hey, that's the energy you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's that fucking uh, big dog, big scary dog you energy. Back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but yeah, it was so good. And then I think you hear like uh, the last thing that she says right before Raz starts, and you're like, Mom, get him, shut your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then Love you it. hear DJ Drama going like, oh, this is dedicated to the haters, the not believers, and the disgruntled. Oh no, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay right here and watch uh, Tyler rise to the top. It feels better that way. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the goddamn interjections. Every album needs this shit. It's such a fun energy. DJ Drama needs to be in DJ Khaled's spot. <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. If, if, if it was DJ Khaled, if it was DJ Drama saying all the outlandish shit that he says, where the way where she's like, it doesn't feel like forced and corny the way like DJ Khaled says whenever he does try to do a catchphrase you know like whenever mm-hmm. he does, you know when you remember like when he was hot for a minute on the internet and there would be all these videos that are so clearly him trying to like force the meme but because so many people uh. were just kind of like oh is it so ridiculous that this guy who's not famous or anything is famous let's meme it ironically anyway it's just like oh my god you're just giving what he wants anyway <laughs> god do you remember the one magfest we went to and I swear, all weekend, I remember hearing, like, everybody doing the, you're smart. Yes. You're loyal. Yes. It was such a fucking meme. Because the music oh my God. just out at that time, I think. Yeah. And it just dropped. Yeah, yeah. Like, right before that weekend. So everybody <laughs> was talking about it. Oh, my God. And I haven't thought about it in so long. Just the, go get you a house. Go get your mama a house. <laughs> Just putting the stacks of money down. Yeah. It was so funny. I couldn't even tell you what the fucking song was. Yeah, right. Like he. I just remember that shit. Yeah, he, cause I'm sure, like, that intro that you're talking about is different from the other video that I was thinking about, where he does, like, he does another corny intro. It's like one where he just, like, walks up to a bunch of women and is like, hey, uh, you model in the middle, you were my wife, I guess, in this music video, so. I'm coming here and I'm giving you everything. You can get this and you can get that. And it's like, oh, the women are swooning because they're seeing how well she, he, she's being treated. You know, it's like it's the same like, oh my god, this isn't real. This is so forced. Stop it. This is dumb. Like, this isn't even funny. You know? Hold you down. Oh my god. Chris Brown. Oh, August, that's it was. Hey, I'll, I'll hold you down. I completely forgot that shit. All I remember is the fucking... And the woman just kind of... Just kind of... Kind of looking at him, just like, uh-huh. I was a video vixen who who was hired to come in and sit down and nod to everything he's saying. <laughs> you know, like, it so mm. has that energy. It's like, you guys aren't even trying. <laughs> well, I guess Safari is the only one we haven't really mentioned yet. Yeah, Safari is the sort of ride-out track. Mm-hmm. I think it was a solid outro cut, oh, honestly. Yeah. I like the uh, affected trumpet blasts. Like, they're normal for the most part, but you hear, you know how in like old VHS tapes you hear that little wavering that happens in the sound? Like, they, yeah. they, they put that over the trumpets in a way that, like, ooh, it's like just weird enough to, like, take you out of the moment of what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really fucking did, uh, enjoyed the beat for that as well as the, uh, the, the lyricism, especially because of the energy. Uh, at the end of one of the verses, he goes, like, uh, 
oversee the sea, all the things that you could never see, like them languages I speak out in Paris for a week, take my nephew out to Nice. They're like, who? I'm like, we. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the way it worked in tandem with how the beat built up there was just so perfect. Like it was a simple joke, but just how simple it was of just like, oh, I surprised my nephew. Yeah, that's right, bitch. We're going out to fucking France. <laughs> Overall, I walked away with a pretty solid four. How about you? I gave it a four and a half. Uh, I think it is like, this is a super solid project. Like you said, there's a couple of tracks where he just kind of lets the ball go to these people who aren't really doing anything with the verses. And since the yeah. songs are short, that's half of the song now. And, you know, and so it's just like, it happens just one too many times for it to be like, oh, you know, to overlook it and do this, like this is stellar, right? Because it was like literally track three and four, where it was just like, these songs are too short, and you just wasted like 30 seconds by giving it to that guy who didn't really say anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think the second half is pretty much flawless if it wasn't for Wilshire. Mm. Um, man, like, I, I really do kind of hate that that's there. Because I didn't give that song that bad of a rating, honestly. Like, I, I don't hate that song. You just didn't it's fuck just, with it. There's just no way I'm ever going to listen to that track again. Like, it's way too long, and it's way too... Like, the only thing memorable is, like, about it itself is, like, what it is. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I could say, oh, that's the one where he goes on for a really long time about this one story. Like, it's not really one I would vibe to. Or <laughs> it's not the track to, you skip know? to. It's more like the... Oh, and now that I'm in his mind, and now that we're here, like, hmm, now this is laying out the whole story, you know, like, it's that sort of track, yeah. It, it's it's a little awkward, too, because the whole album, for the most part, is this cool, like, upbeat kind of vibe, and then to just drop that in your lap is a bit jarring, especially right before the end of the album, yeah, right like, before the end. what? But, you know, it's Tyler, he's being his unconventional self, right? Like, you know, he, he doesn't sure. structure albums the way you want them to, uh... <laughs> Well, that about does it for this week's episode of Going Off. Thank you so much for sticking with us today, hanging out, spending some time with us. We definitely appreciate it. If there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about that maybe we're not going to get to in our regular scheduled programming, it's a bit out of the way. It might not be something we would typically listen to, maybe. Or it might just be a personal favorite, and it is something... Right, like a Lit Biscuit released an album this year, and you really want to hear our opinions on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I should have gone with that as an example, should I? Oh, God. <laughs> what a pussy. Couldn't even do it. <laughs> My new favorite thing about that clip, by the way, Passat... What? I mean, there's so much to it. There's, there's Fred Durst... <laughs> Awkwardly, painfully yelling, FAIL! <laughs> and it sounds terrible. And then you just kind of see awkwardly shuffling on stage Shaggy Too Dope behind him to do this awful standing drop kick that misses by a fucking mile. And he lands on his ass. Taps his shoulder, basically. And then you see a couple people rush him. And then you see Fred, like, he doesn't even look to see who it is. He just keeps walking. And he just looks over his shoulder real quick, goes, ah, what a pussy, couldn't even do it. And he just kind of shrugs it off and walks away. And then there's just one woman in the audience who goes, PUSSY! <laughs> She's become my new favorite thing. PUSSY! So mad. God damn it. And it's so funny I don't want to watch the clip again. Nobody in the audience knows that it's Shaggy Tudor because he's not in makeup. Uh...
Right, yeah, that was the other thing. That was the first thing I was like, it's like, it's in St. Cloud Posse, but not in makeup, though. That's the first detail that's just so weird. <laughs> because you know if fucking Violent J was there, he wouldn't have let him do that. It was just there. Right. He just did that shit on his own. It's like, he'd be like, man, you're fucking up the brand. Come on. Like, it's fucking. First of all, if you're going to drop kick, we're, we're known as wrestlers. Fucking get closer. All right, wear the makeup so you can keep with the brand, bro. Like, what are you doing? If Violent J was there, it would have connected. He would have knocked fucking Durst off the fucking stage. Would have had that motherfucker involuntarily <laughs> crowd surfing. Oh, he would have won that crowd over in, in a second. That would have been an ICP show for the rest of the night. It's like uh, it's like the Rage Against the Machine when they didn't um, when they didn't win the MTV uh, Music Video Award for Best Rock or whatever. Oh, I saw and that. The yeah. fucking drummer like gets up on stage and he climbs the thing behind as they're giving the award to Fred Durst, the, and he's like tree, rocking yeah. it. And like then you hear later that the other members in the band were super fucking pissed because it made them look stupid. Yeah, I, I heard they. They basically yeah. broke up because <laughs> of that, right? Because it was just like, dude, you're making us look like assholes who are yeah, just rebelling the, for no they were reason. were rebelling yeah. over an MTV award. Who fucking cares? And, and that's the thing. It wasn't even like a cool, old, dirty bastard thing where he walked up and interrupted and was like, hey, excuse me, you know, our group is for the children and we are awesome. You know, if, if he did something <laughs> like that, right, where if he was just like, hey, man, we put out music that was talking about, like, the war that's going on in Darfur and y'all give it to me, signing ass motherfucker. Like, All right, that's cool. But fuck, you know, if it was like some, you know, bold shit like that, but it was just like, huh, I don't care. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it looked like he was about to fall and get his neck broken. It was like, super it like reckless that was all to that get going for to happen. what? <laughs> Yeah. I love, by the way, that Old Dirty yeah. Bastard opens up this whole thing by basically saying, like, I bought an expensive suit. <laughs> it, it costed a lot of money today, okay? <laughs> it costed a lot of money. Well, shit, okay. Let's see what he has to say. The floor is yours, ODB. Speak your piece. You must have something important to say. He, he didn't come here for nothing. What's that, Poochie? You look like you've got something to say. Do you? <laughs> yes, I certainly do. Old Dirty Bastard oh. <laughs> tied on his way to his yeah, home planet. Back to his home planet, uh, aka <laughs> taken off stage by the, by the security. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, fucking Sonny came home. Right. Absolutely <laughs> protest that shit. Are you kidding me? That shit won like best song and bet like that swept for what? Boring what? ass shit. ODB had every right to, to yeah. fucking Kanye the that shit. Is that he actually interrupted during like another part of the award show. Like it wasn't that person getting the award that he interrupted. It was like someone later on because it was like it took oh, a while no. to the stage. <laughs> so it's just like I don't care what's happening now. I just had to speak my piece. <laughs> fucking Henry Fonda, and the award goes to La La Land. I bought an expensive suit that costed a lot of money today. <laughs> ODB, what are you doing? <laughs> the award goes to Moonlight. <laughs> He's come from beyond the green. <laughs> the ODB Look, hologram. I came back from the dead, and I got a very expensive suit. <laughs> Everybody knows Moonlight should have won. They're like, you know what? Yeah, that right. hologram has a very Moonlight convincing for argument. The children. <laughs> it is for the children. Moonlight's for the children. <laughs> <laughs> La La Land is good Moonlight is for the children That's what we're leaving you with today, folks <laughs> um, Well, shit uh, I don't really have anything How else How did we get here? 
You know all the links are in the uh, description, all our socials, uh, all the uh, the Riffcoms fan house, the Rap That's Critic, right. Twitch. We're on all the Patreon. platforms. We're on all the social all medias. Uh, and uh, like I said before, I'm uh, merging my uh, yep. pay, uh, the review a new Patreon into the Rap Critic Patreon. So now uh, Rap Critic patrons get uh, Rap Critic episodes as well as getting the new exclusive review of new podcast episodes that are going to be coming yep. up next. So get with it, act like you want it. Uh, I saw a lot of positive reception to it happening. And I'm seeing more, like, one or two more people like joining purely after like doing that. Because like, oh shit, hey, that's a nice perk. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> Very cool. Well, until next time for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And it's a hot summer this year, you know? So don't forget every so often to remember to take a quick dip in the water.